Hi there, this is Eric with eLab. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about a few things that you need to have prepared before you hire a developer to build your bubble application. This will include materials that you can prepare in advance of this conversation, important questions to ask the bubble developer as you're evaluating them, as well as some red flags to look for, and finally, expectations that you should have coming into the conversation. I've got a unique perspective on this because not only have I been on the developer side of the conversation, working with clients to come up with a scope and pitch them on work, but also I've hired bubble developers myself. So I've experienced that pain and that struggle of asking bubble developers uh, what their background is, evaluating their skills, uh, understanding who's gonna be easier to work with and who may be more challenging. And I'm excited to share that with you to help your bubble project be a success from the start. So in this segment, I'll include a few suggestions on places you can go look for a bubble developer, some materials to prepare before you have that conversation, questions to ask along the way, and red flags to look for, and finally, expectations that you should have going into that conversation. So let's say you've decided that Bubble is the right platform for you to launch your web application. If you want to go find a Bubble developer, there's a couple places to start. The first is on the Bubble Agencies page. So if you go to bubble.io slash agencies, you'll see a list of agencies that advertise their services for Bubble application development. The other place to go is on Upwork. Now, I actually really like Upwork because you get a little bit more information about who is the person uh, that's gonna be doing the work in the form of these reviews and the portfolio that Upwork profiles include. So between these, the two of these places, you should have opportunity to identify potential fits. And what we're gonna be talking about is things that you can do to make those conversations with developers successful. So going into that conversation with a bubble developer, you should have thought through a, at least a few things, even if it's just in uh, five, 10 minutes before having the conversation uh, for sake of being efficient, but also being able to communicate to this developer that, that you know what you want. Because on the other side of the table as, as a developer, it could be concerning if it seems like the client that you're working with maybe doesn't have a clear picture of what they want built, because that can result in lots of scope changes or a long time to identify what, what are, what's important in the application. So the, as best you can, coming to the table prepared with a few things can help that conversation go more smoothly. So the first thing to talk about is kind of the, the high level headline items for the project. And I like to break that down into kind of a few buckets. The first is the, the what and the why. What is, what is it that you want built and why does it matter? Now this, this can vary widely from project to project, but being able to articulate that in a few sentences can not only be a good exercise for you as the client, but also help the developer get up to speed quickly about what it is you want built. Another thing that's helpful to be able to have articulated or defined is what I call the nouns for your application. So these are gonna be the, the user types and the data types. Things like if you're building an application like Upwork, let's say, you could have the, the client and the freelancer. These are two different maybe user types. And around those user types, you're going to define certain types of actions that they perform. And so being able to articulate the difference between different user types is pretty important. The other type of noun that you're gonna to want to identify is gonna be things more related to data. So 
if you were building an application that resembles Upwork, let's say, an important noun or data type to identify would be jobs. And jobs are going to have certain types of attributes. There's going to be pieces of metadata about them that are important and be interacted with, either displayed or editable by other parts of the application. So um, let's say, a using our example before, you've got a client. Again, that was a uh, type of user that's going to create a job and then define attributes about that job. So maybe the type of job, the budget, the start date, things like that. So that's just an example of type of noun that would be useful to define. So a third thing that's helpful to come to the conversation prepared with is maybe a list of verbs, let's call them. And these are going to be the actions that happen on the platform, usually by different user types that you've defined. So again, using our Upwork-like app as an example, uh, you've got maybe a user type of client, and they're going to interact with the other data type of job in a few different ways. So they're going to be able to do the verb create. Another verb might be edit. Another might be delete, maybe publish. So all of these actions are going to be available for users to take. There might be um, buttons or other pieces of the UI that make these things possible. And they're going to change the behavior of the application or the, the data within the application. And having a very thorough list of all the different nouns and verbs that you expect to have in this application can very quickly give a developer an idea of the type of design and data structure that your application is going to require. So that's just one kind of bucket of things that are very helpful to have identified as you go into that conversation with your bubble developer. Another thing to prepare as you go into this conversation with your developer are just some general questions about maybe what is their background, understanding how technical they are, if they've got strong design skills, or if that's something that they need to work with a designer on, understanding what their journey to becoming a bubble developer was can lead to in some insights that can help you understand where their skills are and what your working relationship might be. Another really important thing to look at is examples of apps that they've built. Now, not everyone's going to have a dozen applications that are ready to be shown off, but, but look for at least a couple that look good and maybe are representative of the type of experience that you want built. So if you are building a very mobile-specific application, ask for some examples of um, apps that have been built with responsive design or for a mobile-first type experience. Finally, asking about what their process is can be really important to understand what your working relationship will be uh, if you decide to move forward with them. Now, there's no one right way to run a project. Every project, every application is different, but make sure that they're focusing on communication and especially clarity of the deliverables. When you're working with a developer, you should really work towards building out the scope of the work together. What that leads to is a 
better kind of collaborative understanding of what it is that you're building, some of the big open questions that you need to answer before you start, all these, all these things that will contribute to how difficult is it going to be to build the application and what is the cost and the timing of that build going to be. Uh, it's much better to ask those questions and work through that uncertainty in the first few weeks of a project as opposed to the last few weeks. Another thing to have on your radar as you're having conversations with bubble developers are certain red flags that could maybe indicate that it's maybe not a good fit or maybe this developer doesn't have all of the experience or would be a risk uh, to work with. Um, now there's a, a few of these that I, when I'm hiring developers, um, look for first. And one of the main ones is no pushback on the scope or the feasibility of what's possible. Now there's a lot that's possible building applications on Bubble, but it's concerning when no one asks any clarifying questions or proposes alternative ways to do things. Or they say generally, hey, everything is possible, I can do it. And that can maybe be true, but it could also mean that they maybe don't know that it's not possible and they're just gonna figure it out later. Or it could mean that they're just trying to land the project and will tell you later that something isn't possible. Or it could mean that um, they will take on anything, even if it's super complex, purely because they want to inflate hours and they know that, that you don't know enough to scope the project in a different way. So they're going to err on the side of things that take longer so that they can have a larger project and larger deliverables. Another thing to be aware of is if they don't have any references or previous clients that can speak to the quality of their work. And this is why I like Upwork. It's because they make reviews about quality of work, previous earnings, examples of projects. That, that's all very available and visible on a developer's Upwork profile. A final red flag that I look for when hiring a bubble developer is a poorly designed portfolio. Now, this should be them putting their best foot forward in terms of projects that they've done, whether it's for clients or on personal projects. And if it seems like the design isn't maybe up to par with what your expectations are, or it's not well organized, or generally not, not well thought out, that to me indicates that maybe they don't have as much experience yet. Now this shouldn't necessarily be grounds to disqualify a developer from being a candidate outright, but you should at least be aware that if this is the best work that they're putting forward on their pro portfolio, that might be the best that you can expect on an application that you're gonna hire them to build. There's a low bar or barrier to entry to become a Bubble developer. One of the great things about Bubble is it's so easy to get up and going and build a few apps. But what that can mean is that there's a lot of developers that maybe don't follow best practices or are building something in a, in a very ad hoc, poorly planned uh, fashion. And that's not necessarily someone that you want to give the responsibility of defining how your app should be built if this is something that 
you're going to anticipate wanting to last more than a few months. It can be really challenging to build and extend and enhance a application that hasn't had planning and kind of insights that a experienced bubble developer is going to be able to bring in the initial scoping and planning and architecture of your application. Those are just a few red flags to be aware of. Finally, here's a few expectations that I set with my clients. And uh, as a client myself, I kind of come to the table expecting when I'm working with developers. And the first is that hiring good developers can be hard because they're often already very busy. They found good projects to be working on and attracting them can be challenging if maybe you aren't prepared to pay a higher rate or you don't have a compelling pitch for the project. So that's why um, answering some of the questions mentioned before can give you a better shot of attracting a quality bubble developer. Another expectation to have as you start your search for hiring a bubble developer is the rate that you're going to be paying per hour. Now, this is going to vary widely, and it's going to depend on a variety of criteria, including what their experience is, how long of project you're maybe looking to hire them for, whether they're a member of a agency or if they're working on their own. All these things contribute to uh, ranges that you'll see on an hourly basis. So I would say come to the table ex expecting to pay anywhere on average between 30 and $80 an hour for a good bubble developer. But definitely don't be surprised to see rates that are in the mid hundreds if you're trying to hire a quality developer, especially if the project is maybe just a quick one, I don't know, less than 20 hours. Definitely can get quotes like that. And you can also get quotes for developers that are going to work for less than $20 an hour. This does not necessarily mean that they are lower quality. Maybe they're coming from a place where $20 an hour is actually a great hourly rate. And in this case, you've maybe got an opportunity to get your project done for a lower budget. But there's a long tail of developers that are out there that might be charging lower rates because they don't have the experience or maybe they're just not that great yet. And it's also possible that they quote you a lower hourly rate, but they inflate the number of hours that they're actually going to do the work for. So they could quote you $15 an hour, but if they take twice as long to do the work, then their effective rate is $30 an hour. So these are things just to be aware of. Finally, this is why I strongly believe that fixed rate projects are the best way to go. It incentivizes developers in the right way in terms of being very clear about the scope up front and then also helps you get exactly what you want done for exactly the price that you're expecting to pay. Now, this requires a lot more planning in the early stages, and so it can feel like you're spending a lot of time doing things that aren't getting your app actually built. But in reality, having a good plan in place is the best thing that you can do in terms of getting your project done and getting it done on time and under budget. So ideally before you even sign a contract with a developer, you're able to include clear scope that includes kind of a list of all the different pages and functionality that you require, as well as 
potentially even wireframes about how the app is going to look and perform in a general sense so that it's abundantly clear to both parties what, what it is that we're building. So those are just a few tips for starting the conversation right with the developer so that you can have a clear conversation with them and as quickly and as efficiently as possible find that person that's going to work with you and communicate and identify the scope of what you want built and get it done on time and on budget. So if you ever have questions about how to scope your project, what's possible with Bubble, who are developers that you um, maybe should work with, I'm happy to talk with you. Feel free to book a time on ericslab.com and we can talk through all of those things. Thanks for listening. Best of luck building your application.